This is episode 277 of the Empowered Team Podcast. Welcome to the Empowered Team Podcast, where we explore how to optimize your performance in career, sport, and life. And now your host, executive coach and life strategist, Kari Schneider. Welcome, welcome to the Empowered Team Podcast. I am so excited today to have Harry Davidson on. She is the author of The Five Archetypes. Love this book, such a cool book. I've got some specific questions on it. And she is currently researching more on the same topic and has a background in launching the Turnisol Wellness Center in New York City and so much more. There's, there's, you, tell me a little bit about your background before I butcher it because I will just gush over the book. So <laughs> tell me a little bit more about your background to share with our audience before we get started into all the good stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy to be here with you. This is lovely and fun. And um, so a little bit about kind of how I arrived at this five archetypes stuff. Uh, my first career, I was the head of HR at Columbia College up at the university in New York. And I started to notice disharmony in relationships. I started to notice people having extreme reactions to stress states and digging their heels in and going into their corners and not connecting and not talking. And I saw issues happen because of that. Like we weren't able to deliver well on our promises to students or to administrators. And I started to look into why, why do we do this? And over time, I what learned. What was this? Oh gosh, 90, oh, not mid 90s. So like 95, 96. Awesome. The reason I ask is because and people are going to be thinking, oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Holy cow, right? Yeah, it was a long time ago. And what was available to us was kind of off the shelf training, um, you know, packaged communication seminars. And I we tried everything, you know, but I wasn't seeing that anything really made a a, a difference inside someone's what I would say in your heart. You know, your ability to sit with uncomfortable information and not have to quickly fix it because I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was kind of at the core of why these, you know, disharmonies were happening and this this toxic communication was happening. Um so so that's kind of where my interest in fixing relationships began. And uh yeah. Okay, so now, now, first of all, some of the things that you're describing are clearly evident today, post-COVID, even pre-COVID. These things seem to be, I don't know, if it's, it's, if it's an issue of just the way humans relate to other humans, the differences that we have, the, the, the way society is structured, whatever the reasons are, you saw a problem you were curious about it. You were looking to potentially fix it. How did you make that leap into something that is typically considered Chinese uh, medicine or Chinese traditions or philosophies? How how did that leap happen? Oof. Um, 
Well, I would say over the course of about 10 years, I was a seeker. I was curious to find, well, what is available to help us? And uh, there was, you know, certain coaching methods, certain therapeutic methods, books galore, articles galore. Mm-hmm. And um, and I still didn't find the thing that stuck. Uh, I ended up moving into running a nonprofit for at-risk youth up at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. And and here I was in the epicenter of um, it was a the psychiatric institute. So we were helping mental health. And I thought, oh, I'm going to learn some skills here. <laughs> we'll find the answer. Um, but I, I still felt like we were missing something. We would give beautiful care to the kids that we helped, but they would keep coming back every week with the same challenges. We would send them out into the environments that reinforced all of the things they were coming to us to help heal. And so I just started to dive into Eastern philosophy. I was just curious what else is out there. And I really loved the Chinese perspective, the Ayurvedic perspective, even the Tibetan perspective of whole systems medicine. Mm-hmm. That that what I'm what's happening in my gut is happening in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I can't just treat your personality and expect your life to change if you go home and you're not exercising and your sleep is off and and you have triggers in your environment that make it really hard to stay centered. And um, so then I I met my mentor, Dr. Stephen Cowan, who you may have heard of through Tony Robbins too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Stephen and I were on a panel together um, de- designing a program called Mindful Families for a nonprofit that I was working with. And he just, he got me like instantly. He was so different. And he was using this method of five elements to help families uh, be more cohesive, to mm-hmm. love each other better, to um, to create a safe environment where kids could just flourish. Mm-hmm. And that really appealed to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it went from there. Um, from there, I, I started uh, a wellness center in New York specifically to empower people with the skills and knowledge to, um, to overcome those moments when we feel like going into extremes and we don't know why. And so giving them those skills, giving them those, um, just the ability to stay clear when they're triggered and and open their minds to nuance and open their minds to various perspectives uh, and the fi- and so this this system Dr. Cowan and I started a nonprofit for kids together first and that's when my addiction began <laughs> and it went crazy from there <laughs> this is beautiful but but this is you've you've literally created a career and passion a career and life out of your passion for helping other people. And I, I want to highlight a couple of things that you've said, because I think this is so, I, I really want our audience to hear some of what you said. And it's, 
really that your tournesol wellness, you're saying that that you are empowering people to be able, giving them the skills and the tools to empower them to overcome when they go to the extremes and they don't know why, and then be able to have some understanding of them. You didn't say these words, but I'm, I'm adding this in, have this understanding of themselves and others or the outside world that's triggering them so that they as you said, get those nuances, but be able to stay clear. And I know from personal aha moments with this work that that's exactly how it feels. It feels like I might be triggered by something that my husband did or said, and it might make me want to go to an extreme. But when I can see where it's coming from for him and how the parts of me are responding, then there's greater understanding, clarity, ability to communicate, and, and so on. So um, so is this, I want to understand here, this Tournesol wellness where I think you and Stephen, Dr. Stephen Cohen, I think the two of you developed together, is that correct? Well, um, so I, I launched the center and Dr. Cowan had a practice in my center. I had about 22 practitioners in the center and yeah. Is this part of the Turnosol for kids as well? Is that where the Turnosol for kids has come from? Yeah. So I I launched the for-profit wellness center in New York and Dr. Cowan and I would hang out every Tuesday morning and I would just, I would grill him (laughs) (laughs) about this. Tell like, how does it apply here? Let me tell you about this problem that just came up. Help me solve this. And, and when I started to see the magic embedded in, in this wisdom, I thought, imagine if I had had this as a child, I could look Mm. back at all the challenges and all the pain I would have avoided. And uh, so I approached him and I said, would you be down for starting a nonprofit together? And um, he was, he was in, like, it wasn't even a thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let mm-hmm. me get back to you. I was like, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so, so Tornasol Kids became the nonprofit arm of the for-profit business. Oh, this is incredible. Okay. So I'm going to share just a tiny bit of my experience here. Um, so I got to see you speak in 2021 at a very exclusive relationship event for Tony Robbins, uh, specific mastermind called platinum partnership. And we saw you speak, my husband was there and got your book. And so I haven't, I actually haven't read it since back then, but I do know some of the things I love about it from reading it back then. So that's back then. So we did the quizzes. We found about we found out about which archetype he is, which one I am, which ones are the top two. And then more recently, uh, we've done another relationship trip and we're about to have our four older kids home for Christmas. And we have one younger one still in the house so five kids. But we got them all before our family, we had a family call on the weekend. We got them all to do the Turnasol Kids 
to, to see which one everybody was because my husband and I had focused on it, you know, two years ago, we have a, we redid it this year. We know what we are. We know where, what that brings up for us. That helps us a lot in understanding the other party or ourselves. But now we're looking at it from the perspective of our four adult children and one younger child and how they are relating. And we're, we're, when we come together as a family at Christmas, we have all the results and we're going to look at those all together. So I had to share that for you because I figured you'd just be like, yes, that's I right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, we could even, if you wanted to here, kind of go in and workshop a little relationship stuff. (laughs) Well, I think that, so sure for, I want to make sure that we share with everyone some of the key things, but so I'll tell you a couple of things and you can tell me where you want to go with it. So first of all, I, I have to say one of the things I love about the book, because I can't I can't let this go. And I don't know that you would share it exactly, but I want people to understand that. So for instance, when people do a quiz or an assessment, they're going to find out, are they wood or fire or earth or metal or water? And not, are they that one thing, but really what is, what do they tend to be in the most versus they have all of these. We all have all of these. Okay. So I want to make sure people understand that, but in the book, What I love, 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 love is that if you know that your husband is a wood or your wife is a wood or a fire or whatever, here are some tips for how you can be a strong partner to someone who is primary wood or fire or whatever. And then there's the tips. Do give this person a choice, blah, blah, blah. Don't blah, blah, blah. And then there's a list of those tips. And then it goes into a a parent of a wood or fire or metal or whatever, and what you would do and what that kid, that, what that child's learning style is or sleeping style or eating style based on being primarily in that archetype. So I cannot, and then, and then some of, so just, I'm just sharing this. And then some of the Ayurvedic practices. So what you pointed to that I, I wanted to mention again is, What's happening in the gut is happening in the mind. What's going on with our physiology, our biology, our bacteria, our uh, just our overall nervous system history, what's going on in our being is bringing us forward as well. So, so you've got Ayurvedic practices that would be specific to the archetypes, whether it's a wood or a metal or a fire. And I have to just say that that's, that's, those are some of the things I love about the book. So if, if anyone listening doesn't have this book, the five archetypes, get the book, the five archetypes, number one, and number two, what you had pointed to was, you know, workshopping and, and some people who listen to this podcast know that my husband and I have had some challenges and various things. And now you're going to hear why, because (laughs) I am predominantly wood. So my wood is number one, metal is number two, but at a lower level. So in the 60s, we'll say high 60s for metal into the 70s for wood. And then the rest of them, earth, fire, 
uh, water, all of those tend to be in the, depending on when I've done the quiz, somewhere in the high 50s or 60s, they all tend to be pretty even. So my perception of that is that I tend to be able to tap into different parts of myself and I'm predominantly wood and have a high level of metal as well as number two. My husband is a high, is, is metal number one. <laughs> she's laughing, everyone. She's laughing because she knows what this is going to bring up. She yeah. knows exactly the problems. So my husband is high metal number one and tends to have wood as number two and then tends to be a significantly, well, not just uh, a bit lower than I would be in the others as well with water being last for sure. And so is so water your last too? Yes. So you got two unflexible people who have wood <laughs> and metal and, and number one and two. Yeah. So I have a lot of earth. I have a lot of earth. Uh, earth would be my third. Um, fire, I think my fourth and water my fifth. Yeah. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so before diving in, I want to, I want to kind of, um, punctuate what you just mentioned about Ayurvedic medicine. So one of the core, um, components of Ayurveda is that we have to always be, uh, removing toxins from our system to stay clear. And so what does that mean? From the gut, it means making sure that you're transforming food into energy and in the mind, information into knowledge, that things don't get stuck. And so mm -hmm. what happens um, when we get triggered is that all of a sudden we will get stuck believing something. And you can predict with the five elements work what you're going to get stuck thinking and know that it has nothing to do with you because it is predictable because it is only aligned with your nature it has everything to do with your fire or your wood or your water um and the five what i love about the five elements is that it gives you a system that's a depersonalized system to transform information into knowledge so your thoughts don't get toxic because those toxic thoughts are the seeds of what builds disharmony and all that miscommunication and toxic relationship stuff that I always saw in the workplace. So if we can address the actual foundation of where this stuff begins and shift it out, imagine all the pain we'll avoid. I mean, it's just fascinating. This, this, I, what you're describing, I think is so brilliant because you're speaking not only the, the, the physical toxins that are coming to us from environmental or food sources, but also the toxins that literally are created within our body from our thoughts or our, our interpretation of, of circumstances or occurrences that then become toxic within our body because we've personalized it. And so you describing this as being able to, I think these were your words, depersonalize the information so it doesn't become toxic. So that's so powerful. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think in your, you know, you, you and your listeners think of a time, I'm sure there were many where someone said something that hurt our feelings 
that we took personally? And then how long did it take to recover from that? Think of all the impact that did in your ability to be creative, to fall in love, to trust, to build something, to innovate, to move your body, to sleep. Mm -hmm. And all that is, is your own thought. We have power to change our thoughts. And so, so this, what I love about the five elements work is that it is a simple framework for doing just that. And it's so easy that I teach it to six-year-olds. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, I, I love that. And I love the framework, just how you have it for kids as, as their power. So their gold power, their, their fire power, their wood power, their earth power. I love that just for kids to resonate with embracing some of the traits and, and also um, the supporting of nurturing traits that maybe weren't nurtured as much so that we can tap into them more than maybe we've, you know, for instance, I, I can list a, a number of reasons why would would serve me why that and so so then it instead of it being a a tool it becomes a default and whereas I've got so many resources to tap into in my earth or my fire or my water but perhaps haven't tapped into those as much when when the time might be appropriate or or there's there's other options per se so what what is that is is that for people who think oh I am blank I am blank can you describe it more accurately in that how does this how do these traits ebb and flow how can people utilize them as something that they can tap into as needed because they always have some level of fire or they always have some level of water or metal or whatever wood if they want to get something done what is what is the how do they look at it? How do people look at it so that they can tap into other archetypes? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, humans aren't taught how to deal with discomfort well. Um, so what happens is we we get triggered, we feel uncomfortable, uh, and we go into like what you mentioned, this default way of trying to feel better fast because the most important thing is that I don't have to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so that's where we get in trouble. And, and the difference between five elements and let's say any personality system is that we're not about calling you out as a certain type and then putting you in a box. Mm -hmm. Five elements is about, um, is about this success is about being in balance is about sitting in the center and knowing that, oh gosh, I have a tendency to see the world through wood glasses. And mm -hmm. so I've got to center myself every day and pull on all my other resources and, and be um, proactively uh, compassionate to myself and everyone else. Because if I overuse my wood, I cause pain in everyone in the room, even though it's so comfortable for me. Um, whereas maybe a personality system 
will say, will type you like, oh, you're wood. You better treat her like wood or she like the love languages. You better give her what she wants or she's, you know, mm. but we don't take into consideration the interactive experience of, you know, I'm, I don't like acts of kindness and that's what you love and shoot. What, how do I, how do I live? <laughs> if I'm like, to like all of a sudden be something that's so uncomfortable for me. And so I've actually had couples come to me and say, our therapist told us years ago to take this test. And it's a cause of tension because we're, we just don't. And so, so understanding that interrelated, you know, how, how my default way is causing pain. And so can I center myself more and find the beauty in all the ways you come towards me? Not yeah. saying, sorry, Charlie, <laughs> I only like yeah. it this way. <laughs> yeah. You didn't so give me an act of kindness. Come right. On. right. That's it. We're over. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, exactly what you said. It's um, how can I understand my wood, the value of wood and how I can use it to contribute to fostering the conditions for love and safety and compassion and trust around me rather than just using it to feel, go back to feeling comfortable when you trigger me. Yes. That makes sense. Absolutely. And I love, I love uh, how you've said proactively compassionate. It, Mm -hmm. It really, to me, embraces this wholeness that we all have that we may not have been aware of we may not acknowledge in other humans, it's an opportunity to really embrace, okay, what, what do I have to offer and what do they have to offer or how can I support them versus um, I, I think that the triggering of any of us, I think a lot of that trigger in and of itself is a pre previous program, mm-hmm. a previous environmental, uh, repetitious scenario, maybe it was a childhood scenario or something like that, that, that teaches us, oh, I had success in this one archetype, perhaps. And maybe I don't know if, if, if a lot of this could be biological, it could be environment of the mother could be, you know, so many, so many different things could be season someone was born, and then there's the programming that happen on top happens on top of that, the repetitious circumstance that a little human learns that, oh, this this worked and yeah. helped me be less be more comfortable or be less uncomfortable. And yeah. then maybe that particular archetype gets gets developed more or focused on more unknowingly. Is that is that possible or is that how does this how do these archetypes develop in? in little humans and big humans. Yeah. Well, according to Chinese philosophy, we're born with one. Mm -hmm. Same way, I guess you're born into an astrology sign, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're born with one that um, stays pretty consistent your whole life. That is the primary way you engage with stressors. And it, it would then dictate what will trigger you Um, what factors in your mind and body um, will keep you from being triggered by that thing. Um, It will dictate 
how to take care of yourself. It's a wellness map. If I saw your scores, I would be able to say like, oh, you might over-exercise. You might under, you know, your sleep might be off. You might forget to drink water. You might not, you might eat on the go. You know, if I was seeing like, oh, high wood, low earth. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> certain, yeah. it's a, it's a, it helps you understand how to, you know, how to create this balance because the same way um, you might be born with a tendency toward dry skin or a tendency toward asthma um, because it's a mind, body, physical, spiritual, everything system, your scores also tell me what's going on with your liver, mm-hmm. you know, what you're prone to in, in any situation. So yes, I would say there is a factor of nurture Mm-hmm. Where, um, if let's imagine you're brought up with parents who encourage you to share um, your frustration and really talk it through, your water score might be a little higher, yeah. but you're still going to be wood and you're still going to need a choice. You're going to need agency. You're going to push the boundaries. You want adventure. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, the way we're nurtured, what happens in our environment, who our friends are, where we live, all of that will determine, are we going to default with our wood or our primary, or are we using it as a tool to be stronger and to, to empower those around us? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, there would be some a combination of nurture factors, but that that elemental nature tells us so much. It really does. Oh, isn't that powerful? That's so interesting. And yet, and yet there's so there's this combination of there's a through line from the time you're born. Yeah. And there's some modifiables along the way, some some ones that can be nurtured or grown along the way in order to be, uh, as you say, more centered, more more well-rounded, to be able to tap into the tools at, from your center versus feeling like you're subjected to that's, you know, causing resistance along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very it's, cool. It's stuff. Um, should we go into you and your husband? You tell me. Well, let's, let's quickly touch on that. Cause I do want to make sure there's time for people to hear about your current project, which is yeah. a level of research that I think will provide even greater tools in this realm, in this archetype realm, even greater tools for people to be able to support themselves. So I want to make sure we have time for that. So yes, go ahead. Me and my husband, yeah. if it, I think this will be useful for people because it's, um, there was, uh, it, it's, it's the practical examples. It's the, you know, when you are explaining a, a, this archetype is going to have a tendency when they are just like you have in the book or when on our information sheets, it's this person is going to have a tendency to be really great at these things when they're in a, a non-stressed or a balanced space. And when they're stressed, these are going to be the things that tend to happen. So mm-hmm. that's when we're, when we're aware of that, that's when it tends to uh, really help when you're in a dynamic with another person who's, if I'm primary wood and he's primary metal, and then we've got the flip-flop on the secondary one, you've got two people that are, can be fairly driven and fairly uh, specific and fairly focused on high quality or, or have different contexts that, you know, for instance, 
Um, I might be very wood in my business. And even though I am metal and like things done a certain way, I'm willing to overlook the metal in order to get the thing done. Whereas my husband might be more metal in certain areas and get stuck on cannot cannot push forward because this thing isn't this way and the wood comes secondary or in other areas other contexts he might be more in the wood so tell tell me what you think tell me what you think about this magical combination (laughs) (laughs) it's great every combination is great i teach sometimes and people ask me who should i date you know, like they do in astrology sometimes. Like you could date and marry and be with anyone. I as love it. As you remember that your comfort zone is not your righteous path. Like our comfort zone is what comes up when we answer uh, surveys or assessments. So when you go into, you know, a personality test, your comfort zone is what comes out, but that's not our righteous path. That's what we have to watch out for. <laughs> that's when- well- Right. (laughs) I love that quote. Like that is, that's going to be the quote of the season. Your comfort zone is not your righteous path. I love that. I love that. That just, it really permits us to turn the mirror upon ourselves and go, Hey, Mm. am I I choosing to be a certain way because I'm trying to stay comfortable here at the cost of blank? Exactly. Exactly. And so with you and your husband, your comfort zone is speed. Your comfort zone is the plan and delegating it and seeing it happen and nothing get in the way. His comfort zone is stop. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. No, we can't do that. Or let's take it apart and look at all the pieces first. It's not perfect yet. And so those two energies you could see if we're only about like, hey, I feel uncomfortable and I need my comfort zone, we're going to butt heads. Mm-hmm. But instead, if you both go into water, and what I mean by that is if you sink down into what's the deeper meaning behind our union, mm-hmm. what what legacy are we building to leave this world And you get out of my plan has to be the right plan. And he gets out of, gosh, it's not perfect yet. And and we meet in the middle there where water allows us to deeply listen to our own thoughts and to notice, hey, am I making a choice that brings us closer together, that, that honors this union? Or am I making a choice that gives me a temporary relief from this cruddy feeling that he's in my way? And so what you mentioned is that both of you have lowest water. And so this this is your greatest opportunity for building something stronger together, going forward and, and getting out of that space. And what does that mean from a Chinese medicine perspective? Because this is about our bodies too. Um, it's about both of you making sure you're hydrated with water. It's about both of you making sure you have sleep, like really good sleep. It's about metaphor. It's about poetry, philosophy. It's about deep thinking. It's about um, talking about ideas and, um, and gosh, things that are just wide and broad and imaginative rather than about the th- like getting the things done all the time. 
This is fantastic. Um, what some of my listeners know and and I haven't shared with you is that a year ago I I got quite sick, quite ill with uh, an autoimmune illness called Graves' disease, oh, and wow. I chose to uh, I've chosen to put it into remission and heal it naturally without meds and uh, uh, and that whole path. And it's been a part time job with with the the professionals, the resources going beyond what our healthcare system provides. But as you were describing the the dynamic between the, my husband and I, I thought, I think that in looking over this past year, I have, I think, sunk into more earth. Mm. And and when when I'm trying to really look at our relationship, I think I'm sinking into earth, but then caring for him. And when that happens, it it's only sustainable for a certain amount of time because A, the way I would care for someone tends to be a would approach, which is over care or over overgive, which can deplete me. So then I ended up turning that on myself to, to work toward healing this, uh, this illness that's passing through me in a way that was very much self-care, very much self-love, very much uh, focused on my needs. But in doing so, that I think unknowingly dropped me into water in that I literally lived steps from the water for on a lake for months, for four months straight, um, just immersed myself in that kind of environment. So what you just described as, as solutions are now I can see in, if I look at the things that have helped the most, not only in my personal healing or in what has or hasn't worked with, with my partner, it's exactly what you've described, except that I just hadn't, I have gotten down to the water in some points, but I've been in other zones in order to to heal and then also in order to connect or communicate best with my husband as well. Because healing with my husband is part of healing this whole thing. So so what you've described is very, very, it's very interesting for me to, to receive and then see, oh, yes. And that, what you just described is what I experienced in this realm or in this way or in this. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Give it a try. I mean, you guys um, taking walks in nature and not talking. Don't mm -hmm. talk. Just notice. Well, okay. You can say like, what a beautiful tree. <laughs> <laughs> no plans. Just like, just be in the present moment and notice what's around you together and take in the beauty. Yeah. Those that will help both of you feel safer when you're both triggered into your poles, your opposite yeah. faces. You'll remember that the mind will all of a sudden be like, Oh wait, I have that muscle too. I could use that. Yes. Yes. We, we, I love that because it, I'm noticing a distinction as you say it, we go on a Sunday walk. We try and walk the dogs together every day if we can I walk the dogs every day but then on Sundays we go for a longer nature walk together on Sundays 
And what you're just describing, I could go on that long nature walk and completely immerse myself in nature. I am, I love my earth. I love nature. I love, and I could go on that walk and plan my entire next business three weeks if I needed to. Yeah. My husband though, as to your point, responds best to bouts of quiet and then he connects better or, you know, or bouts of just non, non-important information and then reconnecting because he gets flooded from work. He runs a company and he gets flooded and yeah. to reconnect, it almost needs to be a walk or nature or either movement or nature or something that, that separates the flooding that he might get too. Yeah. So if yeah. I go and flood him with wood, that doesn't help him at all. <laughs> right. And then he puts up this energy, just his, his metal energy is triggered, which then just on its own makes wood feel funky. Mm-hmm. Cold. But, yeah. And then it's like, what? And so you actually exponentially create pain for each other just by going into your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's happened. (laughs) (laughs) That happened. Yes. (laughs) After being together for, I don't know, 16, 17 years. Yes, that's happened. Um, Okay. This is very powerful. I want to make sure that we I think that we could go on for another couple hours of just (laughs) dissecting and exploring. And this intrigues me so much. I do have to wrap here for both of our sakes. Uh, I would say, again, I want to point to you have a project right now that if I, I don't want to describe without accuracy here, you have discovered in doing more research while you've been developing an online platform or technology, you've been discovering the real needs of women in leadership, women in the workforce. Can you tell us what you've been working on and what you've discovered? Yeah, yeah. So because our default thinking is so comfortable, we don't know we're doing it. So we can have a five archetypes session, a workshop, or a private session and learn these great things and then go on that walk and go right into, wait a minute, I need to make my plans. And why isn't he listening to my plans? And uh, so I noticed over time that people just needed, they need little practice reminders, little nudges, not a whole big learning platform, not a whole big app, but rather um, two text messages a day, one in the morning, one in the evening to bookmark the day with uh, a reminder of what your default thinking will be so that it's in your consciousness all day. And you can, then you're like, oh, right. I'm about to say something about that thing that I feel, but that's just my default mind. So I'm going to do something else right now. And then the end of the day is a little neuroplasticity activity that builds the muscle in the mind not to care about the trigger as much. So that we're just building your ability to stay centered when you feel like going to the extremes, which gives you the potential to actually transform information into knowledge rather than having those thoughts stay toxic. So I imagined my first client 
for this platform was going to be my corporate clients. Cause I, I go in and I teach this to companies and, and create these really vibrant, healthy companies. And what I found in my uh, customer validation conversations is that female uh, leaders and female people in the, um, in the corporate environment wanted something like this to help them really thrive in the face of the fact that they feel a constant need to manufacture this perception of themselves. So they don't look too smart or too pretty or, um, or too emotional or, um, you know, or not good enough or that they don't fit in. There's so many things happening in the mind that keep women from just tapping into their creativity or their innovation or, um, or to speak up for themselves in a meeting because they're afraid of how they'll be perceived. And mm-hmm. in my, I spoke to over 50 women don't, who don't know each other and mm-hmm. didn't know, I just said, what's your biggest problem in the workplace? And across the board, I I was, I was unfortunately kind of shocked. Well, I was shocked to hear um, how much um, this is still quite an issue for women. And so uh, one of the first products I will launch with this is going to be specifically for women to help them notice. Because we have like education in the workplace around biases and things like that. And that's lovely and it needs to still happen. Um, I think where we're where we're we have a gap is we're not helping women strengthen in the face of this stuff that when it happens, what are my choices? I actually have a choice. I could go into water and sit still and say, tell me more about that. You think I, you know, I need to smile more in meetings. Tell me more about that without having, without taking it personally, you know, without going into a place where now I have to hold that horrible comment for hours and I can't be effective anymore. Um, So I've launched uh, three beta tests now uh, and it's going really well. I'm learning a lot and we're iterating to, um, to perfect it. And, um, and this is just like, it's so exciting because, you know, we have knowledge, but knowledge without practice is like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> and then we go back to the same ways. So this really is giving people the ability to see themselves. I had one one person call me and say, um, who was Wood, uh, who's getting these text messages and said, I didn't realize how mean I was to my husband. <laughs> she's like, I just, because one of the prompts was notice when you're aggravated. That's it. Just notice. And she's like, I thought so many times during the day, why didn't he do that? Why is that still on the floor? Why didn't that happen? And she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even notice my thoughts. I move so fast through the day and their relationship is shifting just because of a little prompt to be like, notice your thoughts. So it's cool. So I, I I love I'm in one of the beta tests and I love it. I I absolutely love the prompts. And what I'm noticing is that, and I, I don't want I don't wish this on anyone. What I'm noticing is that how sick I got a year ago and this whole process of healing, 
that the things that I'm noticing in the prompts, the illness has been doing that to me this whole, this whole year. So whether it's a, uh, a natural evolution of a reset that needed to happen for my entire biology and physiology and nervous system, which to me is apparently what needed to happen. Um, don't, don't wait for something like that. <laughs> Reset it proactively with a great beta test and a platform <laughs> that will serve you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Big crises do that to us. Yeah. You know, they blow up our lives and we're forced to look at everything or repeat it. Yeah. See, see what you haven't seen and do differently. What, what wasn't being done. So very, very powerful that way. I had a few questions that I had lined up ahead of time, but this conversation and this connection has just felt so fluid and magical. I absolutely love what you've shared. Uh, if people want to find you, I know that when this airs, we will put information in the show notes for if people want to get involved with the new products that you'll have or any other beta tests. And you are also on LinkedIn. You are on Instagram. LinkedIn is your name, Carrie Davidson. In Instagram, what is Instagram your handle in there? It's Carrie Davidson author. Author. Okay. There's an underscore there. Davidson. Okay. And, and what else? And then we will let everybody know what's going on because this, honestly, I think is a game changer for individuals, for relationships, for families, for leaders, because it provides the tools that seem so uh, intangible or messy as humans. As humans dealing with other humans, it can be messy. This is a tool to clean things up and is so, so helpful for ourselves and for how we relate with others. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope we can do this again. And I will, uh, I will keep on point with what's been <laughs> developed along the way, because it excites me so much. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is so fun. Thank you, Carrie. If you enjoy listening to the Empowered Team podcast, you'll love being on the Empowered Team. The Empowered Team is our group coaching and accountability program where we provide the tools, skills, and community for you to grow your self-mastery as a leader and optimize your results alongside other leaders. The Empowered Team runs year-round. To learn more about our leadership consulting for business and our Empowered Team group coaching, head to www.theempowered.ca slash empowered dash learn dash more. That's www.theempowered.ca slash empowered dash learn dash more. We can't wait for you to join us. Let's go.